Okay, guys, welcome everybody to the happier hour. Thrilled to have our panelists back, our amazing guests here tonight, and our wonderful attendees who are now watching through a live webinar Zoom, but also on Facebook Live, so it's pretty exciting. For everyone watching, you can ask questions through the Zoom. Please participate, ask as many questions as you have or you want in your comments, and you can try and do it on Facebook Live. I'll do my best to read that at the same time, but um, no guarantee, I'm just, I'm just learning how to navigate that part. Um, I'm Kathleen Smith. I'm the founder of Morphom. We're a multimedia company devoted to empowering women to take their next step, to figure out when they don't know what to do, what others have done, how they did it, the steps that they took, to connect them and to follow in their steps. And we thought, what an amazing next step would be, what a very important next step would be to mentor the next generation, because God knows right now we need that in the world. Um, so we're very excited to delve into a really important topic tonight about that next step, possibly being a mentor. Um, before we speak to our amazing guest, Alana Ray, who's the founder of Etra, CEO and founder, I want to introduce our amazing team who we're going to hear from tonight as well. Uh, Dina from New Jersey Family always gives us our hidden gems of New Jersey. Elizabeth is going to give us what we need to do over the next week, the top 10 list or the top list of what we need to do, read, see, do, <laughs> whatever it is, we need to do it. A lot. Still, our financial guru is going to give us the tip of the week, and I'm going to give you a hint. It's about credit cards. So I need to listen to everything <laughs> we're saying tonight. <laughs> or just, just be picking them up as we're speaking. Seema McGrath, my co-host from Morph Mom from the very beginning. And Stephanie Waring, our mixologist, who actually I'm going to ask Stephanie to start us off tonight. Now, we have a mixed uh, audience tonight. We have those who are able to enjoy in a cocktail, and those who are younger out there, um, please enjoy your water right now <laughs> and give us about three minutes when we get started. Uh, Stephanie, I'm going to ask you to share with us what drink, what a exciting new drink you have for us tonight that we will in turn use to cheers when we actually begin our amazing guest, Alana. Great. Okay, so some weeks I mix it up and I make a fun cocktail. Last week I did a mocktail because I was totally in need of a detox. And this week I am doing one of my tried and true favorites, although it's unusual for me. So I usually can only drink red wine in the fall or winter months. I don't know if it's just me, but there's just something about it. I can't, I Sauvignon Blanc in the summer, red wine in the fall and winter. However, I've lately been enjoying my red wine Red wine ideally is served between 45 and 65 degrees, and they say that the perfect temperature is 55 degrees. And I do keep my, my red wine in the refrigerator. So this wine, I, did, I have not taken its temperature. However, it is chilled. And on a hot summer day, I've really been enjoying it. The second part to this is I wanted to enjoy it in my wedding stemware. And that is because I think often we have it and we don't use it and we're always waiting for a special occasion. And what, I mean, we're alive today. And I just think you need to, if you have it, you need to use it. You need to sell it today as a gift and you need to celebrate today. And why not have your glass of wine on a Wednesday night in your wedding crystal stemware? And um, so anyway, just specifically about this bottle, this is one of my favorites. As you may or may not know, if you know me, I love bourbon. That's a new love of mine. This is Luciana, this is another love of mine. And Hi. I, I love um, red wine. This Cabernet is Robert Mondavi. It's been aged in bourbon barrels. It is smooth, it's smoky, it's got cher flavors of cherry. Um, it's just so, so, so delicious. And it's $13 a bottle. It's really, really good. It won't break the bank, but you can enjoy it in your really good stemware and feel a little fancy and just, and just have a nice Wednesday night. So cheers to you all and welcome cheers. to our and you can juggle your child while also having your stemware looking so fabulous. They have questions for Alana, so they're going to come back. They have questions for, for her. So I am excited. I have stuff to send them. This is going to be fun. <laughs> they're really excited. 
Stephanie, something you just said really struck me when you said, you know, you're here today and with every, you know, with everything scary going on, you're right, celebrate everything that we have, appreciate everything that we have. Most importantly right now are the children and our next generation and what can we do for them in this scary time, as scary it is for us, how to make it better for them. There's no one I know who's doing more of that right now than helping this next generation than our guest tonight, Alana Rea. She is the founder and CEO of ETRA which in French is to be. A former New York City lawyer, uh, a guest lecturer as well, and now just a powerhouse in this world of bringing girls to the forefront through a combination of highlighting what they're doing at this time, which wait till you hear what some of the girls are doing right now. It's unbelievable. But more importantly, I think, bringing them in connection with women to mentor them as well. Um, so it's highlighting what they're doing, but also giving them a leader at the same time. So Alana, it's an absolute honor to have you here. We love Etro. We love everything that you're doing. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And tell us how this all began. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel in so many ways like it happened exactly through groups like this, you know, groups of moms getting together saying either I love what you're doing or have you heard about this? This was a really small idea I had in the very beginning um, when I was a lawyer, like you said, and my daughter was in middle school, I was realizing that she did not know what I did every day for a living. And as we talked about in our behind the scenes time, that didn't bother me quite as much as the fact that she didn't know what my really accomplished friends were doing. And I had friends in great jobs, you know, in finance and in STEM and in, you know, fashion and art. And she just only saw them as so-and-so's mom. She didn't really see the choices they had made and the lives they were leading and the teams they were leading. So at the time, I just started taking her to lunch. Little, really quick, 15 minutes, have a sandwich, but come see her office, see what her world looks like. And my daughter's 22 now, but if you ask her, I think it had an impact. And I had always really valued, um, exactly as we were saying earlier, the mentors I had. So I retired from law in 2014, and I started thinking about this. And in 2016, I launched a website called Etra, because I like the idea of asking them who they want to be. And the website was just divided into different categories. Be Wise has a dollar sign for the S, and it was about financial confidence. Why not have you know, financial literacy early on? Philanthropy, entrepreneurship, um, you know, bravery in sports and STEM. And I built a resource site, quoting some accomplished women and listing some curated links that were age appropriate for middle school. And it grew. And now, four years later, we have after school clubs and a book and amazing role models. And the heart of what we do is we bring girls directly into companies that they pick. So, companies like Spotify and Google and YouTube, where they use the product or the service. Um, and we meet women, we meet senior women, we have lunch, we ask questions. And I think it changes what girls think they can do. What is the range of ages that you um, that participate, but that you also reach out to? So I built it for middle school because I really do think that, and the data bears it out, that that is where we see the biggest confidence drop. Um, you know, we know from studies that have been done that between the ages of eight and 14, confidence can drop by 30%. That by that same age, girls can quit their sport at twice the rate of boys. So I built it for middle school. Um, our board is entirely middle and high school age girls, 90 of them. And my youngest board member right now is nine. Um, and my oldest is, you know, probably 19. Um, but I don't know that there's a magic age for this. I think I've had girls who want to join some of our virtual lunch and learns where they're not leaving school to go into a company. And if it's online, I've had girls as young as seven or eight who are interested in what we're talking about. That might not be a bank or a hedge fund that we're talking about. But if it's a magazine or it's Billboard or it's Pixar or something like that, and they're interested in learning more, I don't know that there's an age that's too young, you know? It's funny, thinking about that, my daughter, and so Kathy, you and I have older daughters. My daughter's 24. I think millennials could use mentorships as well, like even yes. a little bit further, or, or in turn, could mentor these younger girls who may be struggling, as right. you're saying, at that younger age. And mentor means something different at a different age. A mentor for the girls you're talking about is actually someone who's going to champion your career and help you make those big decisions and help you navigate a corporate ladder. In middle school or high school, we might use the word mentor, but it might mean someone 
who sees a spark in you, who sees something, a talent, an interest that you have, and knows how to fan that flame and knows how to put the right options in front of you and just have those conversations. Someone can mentor someone in 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be a lifelong relationship. Alana, it's Kathy. So one of the things that's interesting is in our field, in the financial world, there's mentors and there's sponsors. Yes. And mentors are people who will, you know, give you advice and, and, um, and point you in the right direction or help you with some ideas about what we're doing as in our careers and how to get to the next level. But a sponsor is somebody who actually takes an active role in seeing you get to that next level and putting your name out there and getting you mm -hmm. to, to um, be seen by others. So I think that's an interesting concept too. I'm sure that what the girls are experiencing is a little bit of both maybe. I think it is. I think there's not a woman alive who doesn't remember what it's like to be in middle school. I mean, everyone had, and a lot of people have exactly the look that you guys are seeing right now, but, but every woman remembers it. And so if there's a girl who's nervous in math class or who doesn't love to raise her hand and she goes into a place like Morgan Stanley and someone at Morgan Stanley takes her seriously and says, I remember exactly what that was like, but this is where I work. Come see my trading floor. It's unbelievably impactful. And that might only be an hour at Morgan Stanley, but it means the world. And with mantra that you promote supporting to raise your hand instead of lowering your standard. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about that? And especially what, um, how, how do you feel that? Like when you're saying, so a child goes on to, you know, Morgan Stanley or to all these businesses and sees it and they see it. Mm -hmm. but how do you, how do you also instill it? Like how, what are the added ways to add the confidence to the girls? You know, I think, I think, first of all, a role model can be anywhere, right? We're talking about a teacher, a coach, um, a mom who's the original mentor. I think the idea of raising your hand applies in lots of different ways. I think it can be something as simple as raising your hand in class and allowing yourself to not be perfect. You don't have to know 100% that that's the right answer to have the confidence to raise your hand and give it a shot. And that applies in the classroom and the boardroom. That's across the board. I think you can raise your hand to support someone that you admire, to protest something that you think is wrong, the confidence to put yourself out there, to volunteer for something where you know your skills are a match. Raising your hand applies in a million different ways and we shouldn't be reluctant to do it. And the girl who raises her hand with confidence will definitely be a woman who raises her hand to lead later. And Alana, you, oh, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, you, I, I love that you're starting this in middle school. It is the age that we all had that expression. We've all had massive <laughs> middle school in their really challenging years. And at my son's, I have a son in middle school, a daughter who will start in a year. At my son's middle school, they have a peer leadership program. Mm -hmm. And girls, which I think, you know, is a very similar idea where high school kids come in and they talk to them about academics, social life, extracurriculars. Yep. So I would love to hear from you um, what it's like with the, the middle school and high school clubs, but how do those clubs start? You have clubs in schools, which is such a big part of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And how, how does that work? How do you get one started and how do the girls participate and what happens? So that was an idea that one of my board members had. She was in high school and she wanted to bring Etra into her school. I had, in all honesty, never thought about it before. And um, it was a great idea. So the clubs can be really anything that the girl and the school decide fits a need at the school. So some schools have it where it's just a girl power club and it meets maybe, you know, it could be once a week, it could be once a month, it could be once a quarter, whatever the school has time for. And they touch on all the topics on our website. So they might talk about community service. They might talk about a book club because we recommend books and talk about girls who are writing books as well. It can be anything that coincides with what the school wants. Um, middle schoolers can do it just within middle school. So like eighth graders might mentor sixth graders and they meet and talk about different topics. If it's a K through 12 school, high schoolers can mentor middle school or even in high school, just mentorship in that area but the girls decide if they want to bring in a speaker. There's an incredible working mom population at every school or moms that are currently working or were working at one time or just have an interesting insight, bringing them in as speakers once a month is incredibly valuable to that school community. And it highlights what these women are doing. Um, we can arrange virtual lunch and learns. If that club votes that everyone wants to talk to an astronaut, 
let's try to figure out if we can interview an astronaut. And those girls will write the questions. Anything's possible. It's an ask and it builds that school community. Um, for girls in high school, if they do found a club, I write college recommendation letters when I've watched that club grow and see what it can do. Because I think there's something really special about bringing something new and unexpected to your school community and growing it. You know, that may be the first time that a girl's been a founder. It's really powerful. Alana, question. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Stephanie. Go ahead. Um, when you, for example, say say um, a middle school girl, you know, wants to explore a career um, on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Do you? I, that was my that my background was um, was was in sales and trading and fixed income sales and trading. So I, you know, I worked on a trading desk and I was the, uh, when I first started my career, I was the only female on a, in a seat of men. I mean, it was rows and rows and rows and rows of men and no women. Would you put her in touch with a man or are you always connecting girls with women? At this age, we're only connecting with women. Um, I fully recognize the importance of male allies. And, you know, I had a similar story. My first mentor at my law firm was a woman, but I worked with tons of amazing men who really shaped my career. Yeah. At this age, and I may not be right about it, but this is the way, the direction we've chosen to go in. Yeah. At this age, I really feel like female mentorship is the gold standard. It makes total female sense, yeah. At this age, I will, I will search high and low to find a woman in that company. And it can be the CEO or it yep. could be someone more junior who just started because any input is valuable to these girls. Talking about, oh, I just graduated college and I started this job. But we are focusing our mentorship efforts and our role models on women right now. Absolutely. Uh, Luciana has a quick question for you. Yeah, bring it. Luciana, this is Alana. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Uh, can, can you tell Alana what you want to be when you grow up? A tooth She wants to be a tooth fairy. <gasps> Such a good job. Such a good job and a hard job. Right? Tricky. Yes. Have you ever mentorship there is hard. I'm going to go out on the limb now and say that is a tough mentorship ask, but I bet we can do it. Those are big shoes to fill, but maybe put that one on the wish list. <laughs> a tooth fairy is really good, but you know why I love that you want to be a tooth fairy so much? Because a tooth fairy gives all the time. A tooth fairy spends so much time trying to make other people happy and give. And I think that that's a great thing to be in every single job. So I, I think it's a great one. One more question for you, Alana. Alana, this is Emma. Can you say hi? hi. Emma, Emma six. And can you, Emma, can you tell Alana what you'd like to be when you grow up? I want to be a vet and a cook. Oh, a vet and a cook. Oh, handy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know what's cool about both of those jobs? they both involve like math and science. You have to know math and science and be able to measure stuff and figure out all that stuff for both of those jobs. And so that's super important. That's maybe we could reach out to you when Emma gets a little older to explore meeting some potent, some, some Definitely. chefs. You know what she could do now, even if you want, if you have questions and you and your mom write them down in your mom's email, if you have a question for a vet, or a, you know, a question for a chef and you email it to me, I'll get you an answer and I'll email it back. How about that? Can you do it? All right. <laughs> Can I do it? Can I ask you some questions? 100%. <laughs> so, Lana, I have... Oh, go, go, go. That was, those questions were adorable, first of all. Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, that, those are winners. <laughs> so as they get older, how, like, explain exactly how your board works. How are the girls, like who picks them? How many are on, on the board? And how exactly do they reach out to each other? So the board, we have not yet had a whole conference where the board meets in person. I would love to someday do that. Um, the closest we've come is we turned four in May and we did a virtual birthday party where we had a hundred girls on that. But in general, um, the board, if you, anyone wants to be on the board, there are places on the website to reach out. There are forms you can fill out or you can just email us directly and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm in the ninth grade, I'm interested in being on the board. We ask a couple of questions and find out a little more about you. And then board responsibilities are pretty simple. Once a month, I send out an email to the entire board. We don't share email addresses because 
girls are young and privacy is important. And we will add parents mm -hmm. to the board list if they want to be BCC'd on it to see what's going on. The board emails ask a couple of questions, usually five at a time. And the answers to those questions drive everything we do. I don't want to reach oh, out wow. to the company if the girls don't want to go. I don't want to interview a woman, even if I think she's the coolest thing ever, if the girls aren't interested. So the questions might be, if we had a chance to interview a professional soccer player, a chemist, or um, a, you know, a scientist, you know, an, an innovator, what would you rather? And if 75% of the girls pick a soccer player, that's who we're gonna go after. Same thing for the companies, for anyone we reach out to. So I rely on the board emails for guidance, but more than that, they can contribute to things on the website. I think that Sachi, you mentioned that Sachi was in the audience right now, um, is 11 years old from Newark, who is actually helping me build out a brand new page on the Be Brave part of our website, talking to women and girls who are breaking stereotypes. And this was her idea, she reached out, we've had a bunch of Zoom meetings, and it's an area of the website I would love to build out. So the board can be anything from answering a question on an email to, I wanna help you build a whole new discussion section of the website, and Sachi is 11, so. Is she on the, you said she's on the call? She's on, I'm sure you are, I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah, she's here, she's here. So I love the fact that it's so inclusive. I love it. It's so inclusive. It's not authentic if their voice isn't really heard. And the thing I think it's easy to do is to underestimate middle school girls. And these girls have something to say, and they are aware and they're informed. And when we put the right role models in front of them, they play up. But why shouldn't they have a huge hand in deciding what goes on our website or what companies we visit? Alana, I want to back up a little bit. So that those are the board members. And Sashi, welcome. And we are so proud. And I wish I could do what you're doing right now. You need to mentor me, clearly. Um, but I want to back up a little bit. So we have some other girls on right now as well. So if you're not on the board, uh, how, I guess, what are the different outlets, the different ways to become involved if I want to start a club? So if Elizabeth's daughter wants to start a club in Asheville, North Carolina. She reached out to me. And she says, I want to start a club. Here's my school. We go over what's involved, what's required of the school. And it's an incredibly light lift. It's, you know, a place to meet on campus and a faculty advisor. Um, and then we build out the topics they would want to do. I work one-on-one -on -one with the girl who's going to found the club. We make sure that it's something that dovetails nicely with what the school wants. And she's a club founder. It's that easy. We've got everything from board members to club founders or members to just girls who join us on Lunch and Learns. And then we're probably 12,000 strong across social media wow. in general. And those girls just might be listening or reading. 50 girls contributed to the book and we'll probably do another. There are zillions of ways for girls to get involved with us. And if you start a club, so let's say you want to start a club at the school. So again, Elizabeth, I'm going to use your daughter as an example, reaches out and says, um, this is sort of what we want to focus on. Mm -hmm. Are there guidelines with which you say, listen, girls, we stay in this lane or like, how does that work? What is sort of the discussion with the girls and how much, um, how much range is given to the girls? And I guess the school as well, getting involved. Right, I mean, if the school says, we have you know, a girl power club, what we don't have is a young entrepreneurship club, they can make it that and we'll work to bring our Be Innovative page into their school. Um, I do have a flyer that said, here's what I expect from you. Here's what the school will get from doing this you know, a list of general FAQs. But usually, you know, I'll go to the school for the first meeting, introduce this club, talk in general about what ETRA is and what ways they can make it their own. It's girl-driven and girl-led, but I'm right behind them every step of the way. And a lot of it really depends on what the school is looking for. You know, it, part of them founding it is them meeting the need of their school. But I'm right there for them at every point. And then if they're gonna, if they, so you were, and I'm gonna ask you about this in a minute too, it's wait to hear what these girls are doing and who they've met. But let's say, again, Elizabeth, <laughs> you see your daughter, says, we really wanna meet um, an astronaut or, you know, someone that's within locally that you could manage this in Asheville. So how does that sort of work beyond a virtual lunch and learn? If they say, we'd like to go to the floor, we'd like to physically meet with the mentor. So the in-person lunch and learns so far have happened in New York because that's where I am. And part of our goal for this year is to start bringing this into other states, to be able to say to a place like 3M, 
there are three schools in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. We would like to arrange constant lunch and learns throughout the year where we bring 10 or 20 girls in at a time. Um, and this is doable and this is why the schools I think are really important. So we are working on doing that in other states. But even for something like an astronaut, like you said, the International Space Station right now has something called Space Station Explorers. And there are so many organizations, but we'll use them as an example, who are rising to meet the COVID learning at home need. And kids are doing experiments alongside what's being done at the space station. And kids can get involved in that. If you go to Space Station Explorers, it's a whole website designed for middle and high school age kids to have direct interaction with these astronauts. We, in, we uh, interviewed Christina Koch, who was on the space station when Nickelodeon sent up slime to the space station to see how it reacted in microgravity. And all the questions we asked in our interview came from girls. Wow. You know, that was something where I said to the girls on the board, we get a chance to interview her, what do you want to ask? Mm -hmm. So there are lots of different ways that a club can do that and it's just getting creative. The beauty right now with everyone being home and tied to their computers is you can reach a lot of people. I love something that you mentioned before when, or when, again, another mantra, it's who you want to be as opposed to what do you want to be? Yeah. And I love that the, it takes us to a whole new level, not just what you're doing, but who you are and what, who you're helping. And have you seen with this younger generation, um, or what have you seen with an outreach of wanting to, that, that the importance of focusing on who you are as a person, as opposed to not, you know, the title. I think it is such an important distinction and I love that you, that you see it. I think that girls, especially today, especially now in quarantine, are rising to the challenges that are being put before them in such unbelievable ways. And, and I love talking about it because you talk about someone like, and it could be from someone incredibly young. I mean, take someone like, you know, nine-year-old Caitlin Saunders who um, was in Washington, D.C. when the Black Lives Matter um, stenciling was done on the street, and she did a skating video that went completely viral. It's on our Instagram, and you can see it. But because she wanted to do something, and skating was something important to her, and she wanted to speak out and do that. Tasachi that we talked about, who's breaking stereotypes. Um, Chloe Thompson is 13 years old, and she wanted to be at some protests and was young, and started an online rally that was thousands and thousands of girls strong. And it was just because she felt the need to be heard. Um, we've got one of our board members, Gabriella White, who's 14, who may be on right now in Jacksonville, Florida, who's working across the board to increase all kinds of diversity in architecture and other STEM areas. And these are girls who don't have parents doing this. These are just girls who have an interest and are finding their way through local resources, um, for Gabriella through TV and radio and things like that. And they're being heard, and especially right now, where they have all of these virtual opportunities. Um, Karina Popovich is a Cornell student who started something called Makers for COVID-19. You have to look this up. Um, and they are 3D printing 20,000 units of PPE a week. A week. Face shields, masks, um, ventilator clips, all kinds of stuff like that. And she's a Cornell student who had a 3D printer. Um, COVID-19 also, there's another one, COVID-19, where the teen is in all caps, was started by two 17-year-old girls, and they're offering daily activities, touring sessions, um, trivia, STEM, public speaking, daily for free to kids during COVID. And she's got a whole team of teens doing it every single day. It's incredibly interesting. It's interesting even that the level of mentoring, the age of mentoring could begin, like you said, a Cornell student could be mentoring. At this point, nine-year-olds could be mentoring us you know, with their yeah. and teaching us. This, you know, the students have become the teacher in this situation. What a silver yep. lining this is. And the high school age is really perfect for that. There's a group called Today is Her Story, and it's eight girls from across the globe who got together. They have a new podcast called Don't Quit, Do It encouraging girls exactly what we're talking about to not quit what they love but to do something and a podcast you know a blog all of these different things and these are eight teens that met just online you know another board member of ours painted pallets american flag pallets for 30 days from memorial day to july 4th pallets for a purpose and gave everything that she earned to different organizations in need during covid there's one thing that's really standing out as you're talking about this. 
And you know, social media, when you're talking about how difficult it is going through middle school, any age, but how social media can work both ways. And sometimes it's incredibly hurtful when you're seeing the perfect world, the perfect. And it seems that you are sort of single-handedly reversing that. And now- It's not me, it's the girls. But allowing them, what you've given them is this gift to now allow them to show the, the most positive side of social media, how you can help people at this age and not focus on looks and the perfect, but rather who you are, who you want to be and how you can make it happen. And I think I, I definitely agree with that. And I think you don't have to be the girl that's up there with the megaphone at the rally. If that's not you, social media also allows you to lead from wherever you are. And if that means you have an account and you do nothing but listen, and inform yourself and learn and follow people who inspire you, phenomenal. If it means that you find causes that resonate with you, you know, animal rescue, clean water, you know, refugees, and all you do is like a hashtag or follow it or amplify someone else's message, if it resonates deeply with you, that's okay too. It doesn't have to be you as the absolute leader of it for you to actually be leading and making a difference. And social media allows girls that that span of choices. And if there are girls out there who may not, you're, you know, there are different levels of leadership that you may want to take and may not want to start a club at a school, right. but very interested in a certain, a STEM or, you know, something out there. Can they reach out to you about that? Not start sure. something their own, but how can you sort of guide them as how they could get involved in something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And on our website, each page, you know, so take STEM or Be Smart page has a number of, again, age-appropriate STEM resources where they can reach out. And then if they want a more direct connection, or if they say, I love this, but I don't have it close to me, or I need this, but I need it younger, or I need it older, you know, that's what we're here for. And we'll absolutely help you find it. It might not be an instant answer, but there is always an answer or a direction to start in. And and we have a question from Colleen. Um, She wants to know, how are you dealing with mentoring remotely during this pandemic? So it's been interesting, Colleen, and some of it actually has a silver lining. When we were doing in-person visits, we were kind of limited by our zip code and limited by the fact that we're not a very big organization yet and we're not everywhere. Now that we're doing it remotely, we can say, instead of taking 10 girls into one company, let's do a Zoom call for 30 girls with a woman who's across the country. And it's the same half hour of time, and you can still ask every question under the sun, but our options are a little bit broader. So there is a little bit of a silver lining. We would love to, you know, the day when we can get back into the companies, because there's nothing like standing in someone's boardroom or standing in the cafeteria of Google and seeing what it's like. But there's no mentorship, there's no role model where you can't learn something. And doing it remotely just broadens the net we can cast. And I'm sure there are a million examples of this, of reassuring moments when you knew this is what you should be doing for these girls. But is there something you can share, maybe an instance that really stuck out with you? Maybe observing a girl, I don't know, rise a little bit. Was there an instance when you actually saw it happen with a young girl where this really made it? And again, I'm sure there are many examples, but one that really sticks with you. I de- there definitely is, and it happened really early. I was, you know, when we first started the Lunch and Learns, which, again, not my idea. One of the girls said, we interview all these women. Why can't we go to her office? And I said, okay, um, let's try. But I had a mom put one of the younger girls on the bus and sort of pull me aside and say, she's super shy. She's not going to ask questions. She loves this company, but don't, like, force her to ask. She's just shy. Let her just watch. You know, and I said, great. And the minute it was Spotify, and the minute we walked into that, the main area of Spotify, and someone said, who has a question, this girl's hand was up. She was so engaged. She was at the front of the crowd the entire time. And it, it had nothing to do with me, it had everything to do with the speakers who were there. But you could see this girl, just her curiosity got the better of her. And she asked great questions the entire time. So what, you're, what a girl is like at home or even in class may not be what she's like when you land her in the middle of a space where she's been dying to go. Which probably could in turn change her life is maybe she never felt the confidence in the classroom, but now sees a reason to keep going. I hope that there is out there. There's something about being taken seriously by a woman who's got no real vested interest in you. It's not a mom, it's not a teacher. 
it's not right. even like really cool neighbor down the street with the great job. This is someone you may never see again, but she is all listening to you and your question is, a, is what her day's about. That's different. And maybe yeah, I have a question herself in that person for that moment. Yeah. Um, exactly. I, I want to break for one second because those tuning in know what we're about to do now. Uh, and Alana, what we do every week is we share some amazing tips. Elizabeth brings us the tips for the week and Kathy financially <laughs> gets us through the week with her financial tips as well. Um, so I want to break for one second. And again, poor Elizabeth's daughter now has been my example all night about the club. I'm dying to meet her. <laughs> no pressure to start a club now. <laughs> I think she's still in her pajamas, but you know, hey. Um, I love that Stephanie has got her adorable, you know, three and six. And I'm like weeping here seeing this. Like, I remember the day. And I'm like literally texting her iPad going, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and <laughs> you she, want to be a yeah, no. Oh, and, by the way, and she's still, she's, um, but, um, yeah, so she said, cause it changes all the time. She said she wants to be a graphic designer for a makeup company. Excellent. So if you can find one of those, that'd be really cool. She is an artist, but I will say, um, before I get into my, my list here, um, she, she actually did find, you know, one of the only all girl middle schools, um, around and, uh, it's hangar hall, which is right here. And we have our like little girls rule and I'm excited okay. because I think it's a perfect place for a club. Um, and I, I would probably love have some hangar hall people on here. Um, and the reason that Howard hangar, um, who was a man and a father of girls started it 20 years ago was because he saw his daughters dumb down in middle school and they were very smart. And it's like, why are you dumbing down? This doesn't make sense. So he started it a very small in the YMCA and his house. And so now it's grown and it's, it's an incredible school. Um, and one of the, um, and get into my list. It's kind of funny. One of the things that we're, that all the hangar hall girls are talking about right now is the babysitters club. And mm -hmm. if you haven't watched it on Netflix, it's hilarious and adorable. It's the reboot from the 90s. Yep. Um, what I found also was there's a quiz to find out which one you are. Ah. So if you go to um, Oprah.com, um, it's to find out if you're a Christy, Marianne, Stacy, Claudia, or Dawn. Oh, I love and that. that was, it was really cute. It's kind of like the sorting hat for girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. It's so, um, she loved that because she could send it to all her friends like, Oh, this one, mm -hmm. this one, this one, this one. So I just love that's a perfect, it's really hard right now to find things that you can watch together. Yeah. Um, and this was a big hit that we binged. Um, the other thing is when you have, we have an only child, um, with your dad, what can you watch right now? And they have been loving the Holy Moly show. If you haven't watched that, it's on ABC. It's a mini, it's a, it's hilarious. It's um, a mini golf meets the elements. It's, it's a contestant, you know, you putt putt with all these different elements and things happening. It's hilarious. Um, and so dad and daughter have found that. It's called Holy Moly. Excellent. Um, another thing that we're loving right now is audiobooks, And that's, you've seen a huge spike in audiobooks right now. And I think one of the best voices around is Andre Leontali. And if you haven't heard him, he's the former creative director at Vogue. And actually, when I was starting my career I, um, at Condé Nast, I had to redo his, um, his Rolodex. So I have a long history with Andre. And he has a new book called The Chiffon Trenches. And it's out right now. And to hear him talk about Vogue and his history, and it, it's, it's fascinating. So I definitely recommend that. Um, he was actually on the New York Times Book Review podcast recently, which is another great thing to binge, um, talking about it, it was his epistle of love to the important narrative of his life. That's how he speaks. Um, <laughs> um, but if you actually want to read a book book, and it's summer reading time, which I love, my favorite, Jennifer Weiner. Yep. I love her. Um, this one's a big summer. It's very easy. It's fun. It's light. It's a great book if you haven't read it already. Um, it's about friendship, um, bullying, high school, coming back, um, social media, um, and empowering women. And it was just it was a really nice, nice read for me. Um, and finally, if you haven't seen my Instagram, and I'm going to show my Southern roots right about now. Um, the former Dixie Chicks, now called The Chicks, um, their new album drops on Friday, and I am so excited about it because not only for people like me that grew up with them and saw what they were dealing with, and which when you tell a middle schooler about that, because they actually noticed, they know the chicks because of Taylor Swift, because mm -hmm. Taylor had them in one of her songs on a recent album and also in her documentary, yep. which 
my daughter looked at me like, what are you talking about? Why? I don't understand all this. Um, I don't understand the fuss um, of what happened to them. So I'm very excited about that. They have a great video out now called March March, which is for my activist tween is uh, pushing all the buttons right now. Um, and uh, that comes out on Friday. Oh, that's amazing. I love this. Mm-hmm. And guys, what awesome. we'll do is that, that list is, is so special. <laughs> We're going to put that up on more fun as well. And I'm going to try and put it up on the chat too. I'll try and copy and paste it. Um, but again, I'm not, I don't think I sent it to you with the links yet. So I will. So, so you know what? Yeah, we'll have it up on morefum.com yeah. to get it. Um, I so excited for all of those. And now I think I need to watch that show to see which girl. <laughs> I know exactly which one and I'm going to find out. Oh no. <laughs> you to do the quiz. That could be scary. Okay. So now we have the tips of what we're going to do and how, um, Timely is it that Kathy Entwistle, our financial guru, is going to talk on tax day today about our financial tip. And I know a little bit that it's about credit cards. And like I said, I should be ripping mine up right now, especially because it is tax day. So Kathy, um, take us away. <laughs> what Absolutely. I have a, I'm so happy that there's some of the girls on the call or the, you know, yeah. uh, panel today too, because it's so important, this topic. It's all about credit cards. And I would say so many people use credit cards to make payments and then they hold that money um, and don't pay off the balance every month. And they're paying these huge percentages, you know, 12.99, 15.99, 29.99. And it's impossible to ever get that money back because you're always paying the interest. You're paying a third of the money that you borrowed in interest. It's very hard. And you build up this debt that's bad debt. It's not good for you. So these very innocent looking plastic little cards with the pretty pictures on them or the fun colors, don't use the credit cards. Cash is so good to use because then you know what you're spending and you don't overspend. So my tip is be very careful when you use debt, particularly credit cards. Only use them when you have to. Use them maybe to build up points and, and, and get rewards, but make sure you're paying them off every month. Make sure that you're not using them for um, for long-term spending, if that makes sense. Kathy, can I ask you a question about that? So like when my kids are a little bit older, but like when they were going to school, they said, no, it's a good thing to open it up in your name to show credit. Right, so there is, right, that's a a great question. So it is good to build credit. Um, You wanna have credit uh, scores because when you go to buy um, a home and you need a mortgage and things like that, you want your score to, to be good and a high number and they can't establish your credit if you haven't used some debt in some form. But the key is to use it only sparingly and to pay it off on a regular basis. Don't let the the debt build or accumulate and and not pay it back. Again, you would love me if I could say I guarantee 29.99% a year return on your money. That's what you're doing with the credit card companies and they love you. So try not to do that. Don't do that. Don't do what I did, Kathy, which was yeah. live in New York and think like I was a Carrie Bradshaw and could just have a million Marilla Blahniks. And then when I went to buy my first home, I'm like, wait, but I have all these shoes. I, I don't understand. <laughs> of course, I can have a you're house. Looking like, you're looking really uh, like Carrie Bradshaw today. I love the lighting and everything. You, you look oh, like on point. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Um, from, um, from here up, it's great. The rest, I'm not happy. <laughs> I want to do one for the girls that are on right now. We, again, we do have some girls on watching. As far as even beyond credit cards, I'm starting to save, even at this young age. And I know middle school is a little young, but high school, um, any very, very early tips for some of the girls? Yeah, I do have some tips. Like when you're making money, whether it's babysitting or little part-time jobs or whatever it is, start putting money, like divide your money up. Divide it into... Um, able to spend you know on things that you want now and then maybe another bucket of like things that you want to spend later in the future and um and then also you can also use a little bit for charity or for causes that are important to you and if every time you have money if you divide it up into save spend and give i think that's a great way to learn right from the very start about money and how to use it um appropriately for yourself so get comfortable with money. Don't be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Build a relationship with your money and you'll learn how to work with it in a way that's really healthy and good for you. And, and that's my, I guess, quick little overview suggestion for the, for the girls. 
I'm actually writing it down for myself and give. <laughs> Where were you 40 years ago? But girls really, Kathy. Girls I needed Kathy, you. <laughs> girls, what Kathy just said is so important because I think sometimes it can feel like it's impolite to talk about money or someone might be talking over your head and you have a question, but it doesn't get answered. And every woman that you see on this screen right now asked her money questions or found someone, you know, who could manage it and help her, you know, a manager could be a mentor in finance as well, but get your questions answered. And there's nothing impolite about talking about money at an early age. You know, well an exciting thing too, that I think you're sharing with these girls, like what Kathy does and Kathy's story is incredible. She was a stable mom for a while and then went back into the financial world. And how exciting it is that women, and when Stephanie was saying before it was all men and she was the only right. the world is changing. It's time for the girls to learn this and to have the confidence. And Stephanie and Kathy can talk about more to this than I can, but to have the confidence to get out there and do this. So that's the general process. Yep. And, and Alana, I'm curious, with the girls that you speak to, is there a field that resonates with most? Is there something that most are drawn to? Oh, that's a, such a good question. Um, I think the girls that are drawn to Etra are girls that already have either, you know, either a passion or something that they want to learn more about, or they're just genuinely curious girls. And they're really open to learning more. These are girls that ask questions anyway. Um, I think we have a heavy STEM contingent. You know, if you go on our Be Smart page, there's a whole group called the STEAM Squad. And these are girls that met online, again, from across the world. And they united just to empower other girls with STEAM. So there's definitely a heavy STEM influence. There are a lot of girls who are athletes on our site. And our Be Strong page is all about athlete role models. High school, collegiate, Olympic. You know, hearing what female athletes have to say to younger women. Um, you know, so there's a good sports contingent. Um, I think there's a heavy interest in finance for the older girls, maybe my high school and college girls. A lot of it, I think, has to do with products or services the girls use right now. Spotify hosted our very first because all the girls were on Spotify. Um, mm. You know, something like Viacom, we went to Viacom and TRL was a really big hit because all the girls were watching it. So a lot of it is very close to the best and, and authentic to the girls. So, so do you reach out to Spotify and TRL? Like how? Yeah, I'm fearless about that. I'm fearless about it. Awesome. I'm not asking for awesome. I'm asking for the girls. If 60% right. if of our girls want to go to Billboard or want to see someone from a magazine, I'll ask. And I always tell the girls, it could be a no, but also a no could just be a not right now. A no could be talk to us again in six months. So we're pretty flexible with it. but. A lot of the time, if a company hears that we've been one place, I've had companies reach out to us. And that only started recently saying, hey, we saw you went here. We would love to host you too. And that's been really wow, nice. that's great. So yeah. So what was your biggest obstacle that you faced starting Etra? Uh, I knew nothing about building a website. Girls, <laughs> anyone can build a website. Let me just say that straight out. If I did it, anyone can do it. It's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. That is not the first one I built, though. That all the credit. How did you do that? <laughs> those are website wizards. The very first website um, that I built was on Weebly, and it looked a lot like a scrapbook, which I also <laughs> like doing. Um, and it had a lot of text, and I had quotes from a lot of the women. It had the same pages, but when we turned four, we decided we needed a slightly cooler, grown-up look. The look now of the website matches the book, and that's what I wanted. The first website I built did not look like that, and it showed. It was very drag and drop. I wish I had had more of a coding background. Um, I was really limited in what I could build in the beginning. And this is girls when you realize you need smart friends and experts in different fields. And I finally reached out to some experts and said, I need to take this and make it look like this. So what you see now, I can't take a lot of credit for. It's funny. It's beautiful. The younger generation probably thinks, and like, it's nothing. I can do it in a second. <laughs> So um, you have a, we have a question from Kim who wants to know, is there a group about performing arts? Yes. So we have, um, we actually have a number of girls um, at the professional children's school in New York uh, who are on our board. Um, one of our board members was in School of Rock on Broadway. Um, we've, so we, and, and two of our board members um, are ballet dancers. And one was the very first African-American Clara in the Nutcracker this past year. 
Oh, um, I read about her. She's amazing. She's on our board. Thank you. I'll tell her. Um, you said yeah, that. God. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so the answer is there are certain resources on our Be Happy page. There are songwriting competitions, um, you know, different ways that you can sort of springboard an interest that you have. But a lot of what we do is to connect younger girls with an interest in performing arts to older girls who are doing it. You know, we might not be able to get you backstage at a Broadway show. We haven't even attempted that yet. And the theaters are dark right now. But talking to other girls who are singers and artists and dancers um, and involved in theater from an early age. Yeah. We can connect you. You just got my daughter very excited because that's her sport. Um, so yeah, we always say like, what's your sport? Oh, that would be it. And I'm feeling for those girls right now. Everyone's focusing yeah. on the girls She's... who just lost their fall sports season, but yeah. there's a huge group of girls that just lost the, the spring musical and just, yeah. Lost and that's, it was so sad. Yeah. It's they were hard. supposed to do a musical and, and, uh, it's, it's so sad because she felt bad for the leads because yeah. it was the first time that they were going to be leads. Right. Um, and you know, and she won't, she refuses to do another zoom class or anything right now because and it's, and it's, it's really hard it's very hard and that's the one thing that i talk about with with the theater people you know how are we going to get them back right um we got to figure that out because well, that's one, their one way of doing it may just be connecting with other people whether they are yeah. you know adults in the industry playwrights and composers and mm -hmm. and actors and actresses and at least letting them communicate you know it's, right. it's something it's not the same though as being on stage and i am feeling for those right. yeah and Kim has a follow-up that's interesting. So her daughter is eight and needs more confidence. And I think just in general, Etra is there to instill that confidence and give yeah. you the, there's some, I guess the message is, again, who you want to be, but also there's always someone there, maybe. Yep. Too. Like, I feel like this lifeline that you're extending to Kim's eight-year-old daughter up until, you know, maybe your 20s, whatever it is, that there is a lifeline, that there is somebody there who's been through it, that there is someone to talk to. Yeah, it's a lifeline and it's a pipeline. You yeah. know, I mean, speaking like directly to Kim's daughter now, eight is not too young mm -hmm. to know what you like. I'm sure you know exactly what classes you most look forward to, what after school activity you can't wait to get to. You are not too young to know what you like and your voice has value. And there's power in a pipeline of older girls and women who want to see you succeed in what you're doing. So whether you decide to join the board or you just want to watch on social media um, or reach out with an email question every now and then, or just surf on the website and find resources, you are not too young to start thinking about who you want to be. There's tons of time to figure out what you want to be. That's way later. But who you want to be, what kind of girl, strong and brave and curious and smart, that, you're not too young for that at all. Any tips for the girls watching or maybe some moms watching right now who think their girls need some help and maybe the moms themselves need a little bit of guidance. How do you know? Tell me, baby. Sorry. Well, across the board, yes, I need everything. Across the board, yeah. But yeah. like any tips that you could give to us if we see, and frankly, not just girls even at this point, our children in general during this crazy time, and someone just lacking the confidence that we know they should have, like some tips that you could give to us to help us encourage our kids to, to seek that confidence or to strive towards what they want to be. I think saying, you know, I think first of all, really listening, right? Which we all do, but really listening to our kids. You know, if you have an image in your mind that your kid is a star tennis player and really what she wants to do is be on stage, like really listening and that, we all do that, but I, I know from looking back, like I, I could always do that more. I think the other thing is to remind them that everyone has been in their shoes. We know what it's like to stand in those high tops. We do. And we remember it. We might seem really far from it, but there is always someone who can call up exactly what it feels like to stand in the cafeteria or be by the lockers or be on the bench and want to be on the field. And asking your questions, raising your hand, asking for help, or guidance or ideas, every one of those women wants to help you. And that older girl wants to help you because everyone remembers what that's like. So when I say raise your hand, and my girls are probably sick of hearing me say it, but I mean that for all of us, for adults, right? If you need a, you know, someone for financial guidance and you know Kathy, raise your hand. I mean, all of these things, if you need local resources and you know Dina, raise your hand. We should all be raising our hand on a regular basis and girls, 
we've been there. We know exactly where you're coming from. You know, we might not know TikTok really well, but we know the rest of this. Um, and you should raise your hand. You will never know TikTok. You know what I'm saying? No, no. That's <laughs> right. a Although Etra has TikTok girls, you can check it out, but that's the board. That's not me. Yeah. I, I would think one of the most encouraging parts about this, and we remember back to our days in the lunchroom, well, I do, when you sort of carried that tray, thought, where am I going to sit? Where am I going to go? And that terrible feeling that thought it, was, it lasted hours, might have been seconds. But to almost know you've always got extra, you've always got yeah. a group behind you, virtual, in person, mm -hmm. you have a community, you have a base. And that's I think that's an incredible gift that you're giving. I appreciate that. Thank you. It is the girls, you know, who are forming that community, but it's a great way to say it. We are right here. We will answer that email. You can DM us on Instagram. We're here. Alana, I have a question. Um, just, you know, talking through this and, and hearing you and, my girls are young, but Emma, who was only, Emma was in kindergarten last year, and our school is very small. It's K through eight. Mm -hmm. She would ride the bus. They get coupled with a bus buddy in the beginning of every year, and she was paired with a, a fifth grade girl who she just adored. I mean, mm -hmm. she just, and so Emma's my oldest, and she looked at her like a big sister, and every day she would come home, Avery said this, Avery said that, Avery, yeah. Avery right? We don't allegedly our kids are going back to school maybe they will maybe they won't maybe things will change maybe we go back to remote learning i hope i like I honestly I, I, hope. I was not meant to be a teacher but that's a separate, <laughs> that's a separate point but maybe um i don't know could there be something available to even the younger girls where parents are home a lot more now we're all together and I, I don't have babysitters coming right. over. Number one, I don't have somewhere to go. And number two, what am I going to, you know, people, you might not want them in your house, but maybe I could have a girl who was like a dedicated buddy for Emma. That right. be kind of like her big sister, you know, mentor, and even from a young age where I could say, Emma, you know what? You need a break from your sister. You guys have been doing everything together. You need a break from me. Maybe she goes and has an hour on FaceTime with her buddy, Rebecca, and she's in South Dakota. You know what I mean? I love this idea. I mean, this is exactly how things she develop. Love that. I love that idea. Awesome. You know, there are groups like, um, like I was saying, you know, COVID-19, which is, you know, doing, creating activities every single day, older girls doing it for younger girls. But at the age you're talking about, it might be really great to have middle schoolers doing it for your yeah. age. Um, just sort of a daily, whether it's an activity or a song or a dance thing or a yeah. project, anything. And we should totally talk about it. Yeah. It's a great idea. And that's a great level of responsibility to give a middle school girl. And it's, it comes full circle because right. the younger girl, my girls were, my girls went to Montessori and the, the, the whole, you know, the concept when they got into the big class, it was three to six year olds, was that the, the three-year-olds learn from the six-year-olds, but in turn, the six-year-olds are teaching the three-year-olds and they all it. started here and then they end up here. And it's a, mm -hmm. it's a circle of life type thing. And I, I would sign her up for it in a second. You know, I love it. I would I love love it. it. Well, let's, let's it's talk funny about because it. I will tell you, you guys are so on point because there's an article today in the Wall Street Journal about that exact thing. And how how babysitters are getting oh. online for an hour, mm -hmm. and it was hilarious because some of the little 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 kids would like run away, or like the one girl would see the little boy like looking down, and she's like, "Are you on Roblox?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so it's well, cute. I'm also wondering you whether you guys are like so on trying. I'm definitely. Doing I love that. it. I also wonder whether there could be some school credit or community service credit for yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know, like That's instead of demoing someone ten dollars. Maybe this is something where she gets STEM credits if she's doing a science experiment with someone who's oh. younger or art credits. I mean, there might be a way to fold it into school. Maybe they, bake, maybe they do, maybe they bake something together. Right. Over, you know, maybe they, right, they do a STEM project. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot that we could do with it. Let's definitely talk about it. I love this. During community service and, um, and this is what exactly what we needed because they sort of canceled. You had to do a certain number of hours and then they said, okay, just look at it next year but you know because it was all so quick they didn't we didn't think about what we can do virtually and so and the younger these, girls could yeah. do it with their friends too if three of them got on and there were you know two or three big girls and a couple of smaller girls now they're with their friends too there's a social aspect to it too it's a and virtual it's, babysitters club 
It yeah. is. Girl, look at you bringing that full circle. Very nice. Yes. Still want to know who I am. <laughs> I'm a little scared about this. Um, Tina, I want to go back to you for a minute. So each week we do bring New Jersey Family's Hidden Gem of the Week. I think actually we just found a hidden gem, which Stephanie and Alana just came up with. But Tina, for those locals in New Jersey who can get out of the house for a little bit, any quick hidden gem of the week that we can share? Today, we're actually sharing a hidden gem that's in New York, but um, it's a great day trip. It opened, it reopened today with a part of phase four reopening in New York State. It's called the Storm King Arts Center. It's New York's Hudson Valley. And um, if you, I live in Bergen County, so it's maybe a half an hour away. So it's a great, worthy day trip, even if you live further south. It's this amazing outdoor museum, 500 acres of modern um, contemporary art sculpture. And it's, you know, there's new artists, there's more established artists, and it's just sort of the most beautiful nature space. It's, you know, one thing in the fall, one thing in the summer, and it's really um, such an inspiring space for any age and really the perfect place to be in the environment we're in right now because it's so huge. It's so easy to socially distance and it gives you a break from screens. You can spend a whole day there with a picnic. My daughter and I went in the fall. She brought her sketch pad. She's not an artist, but she was so inspired. And, you know, a lot of the indoor parts of the, you know, the indoor museum and cafes are closed, but the outdoors, you could easily spend an entire day there. And it's really worth the trip, even if you live further in south. It's, um, we have something about it on our Instagram now at New Jersey Family. And Alana, I just want to say that all, you were talking about raising your hand. And I think what's so inspiring is that now you're in your fifth year or you just had your fourth it's anniversary. Four. Yep. Four. And so you're inspiring the next generation to raise their hand. So when they, their future leaders who are going to be inspiring the next generation after them. And that what a, what a, what a service as a mom to a daughter. I thank you for creating this. It's so inspiring. It's sort, yeah. it's sort of like Wonderful. the old commercial. And you tell yeah. two friends and yes. so on and so yes. on. That is exactly the modern, the modern version. We have been built on, hey, have you heard? Yeah. Um, and by oh, the way, Danielle is here. We heard Alana spoke about the COVID-19 project. And Danielle, who's on the board, has been on tonight. And just and I know Alana responded, but thank you for shouting out. And it's just so exciting, by the way, that our audience tonight spans such a generation and so many ages. And it just shows what we can do. And Danielle, you should know that you're teaching us probably more <laughs> than I could teach you, clearly. But we need this so much. And again, we said earlier when the student becomes a teacher, I think especially in this new normal, we're all leading right now. We're all trying to find the way, lead, and teach what we've learned. And I don't think age is, is a, a discrepancy at this point. That's true. I think, um, well guys, and I can't believe our, our hour is up. We could go on forever. Before we go, I just want everyone to sort of shout out how we can reach out to everyone, how can we reach everyone. Um, Stephanie, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Instagram, best way, at Stephanie underscore wearing. It's spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-I underscore W-E-R-R-I-N-G. And Dina? We're at New Jersey Family. Uh, our website is njfamily.com. And on social media, we're at New Jersey Family on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And Elizabeth? I am at Elizabeth S, as in Sam, Roth, R-O-T-H, on Instagram. Website coming soon because I'm completely inspired by going to create one. <laughs> and by the way, and we'll have Elizabeth's top 10 list up on Morph Mom as well. Um, Kathy? Yeah, and I'm going to say very quickly, I think Elizabeth did her top 10 last week included the Hamilton. Wasn't that mm -hmm. on there last week? Yeah. So yep. our family watched it Friday night. It was amazing. So, so thank you for that. I think you can we're watch go it a million times. It's so good. Yeah, amazing. You felt like you were in the theater. It was unbelievable. So highly mm -hmm. recommend. I'm going to dupe your recommendation. Um, and then uh, for me, um, my I, I have an Instagram at Kathy Entwistle, Um, But then from a business perspective, I also have an email, um, Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, dot Entwistle, long name, E-N-T-W-I-S-T-L-E, at morganstanley.com. So feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And Seema, do you want to say how to get us on MorphMom? MorphMom.com. Seema at MorphMom.com. 
perfect. And for and then uh, Kathleen, you can get Kathleen at morphmom.com as well. True. Right. If you have any questions, reach out to us at morphmom at morphmom.com. And are on the website, like I said, we are going to post the top 10 list, links, everything. And we tape tonight, so it's up there as well. But we're also, hopefully, if I did it right, and the younger generation will know <laughs> if I didn't and understand, hopefully. We um, Facebook, we put it on Facebook Live on our Morph Mom page. So I'd love for everybody to share this as well because we need to get the word out as much as we can. I can't thank everyone for joining us tonight. But Alana, I'm now going to ask you, how can everyone reach out to you? How can they get involved? And once again, even though we've run over a little bit, the different stages that they can join. So you can find us. The website is etragirls.com. I just put it in the chat, but it's E-T-R-E girls.com. And we are everywhere on social media at Etra Girls. Um, you can get involved at any level that you want to do. If you want to join our board, we would love to have you. There are forms on the website you can find under contact us. Just it comes right to us and that's easy. Um, if you want to start a club at your school, you can look up Club Etra on the website or again, just email us. If you're in college and you're looking for guidance for internships and things like that, Etra Campus is starting. You can get to us constantly through the website or you can email us directly. Um, and for all of the organizations and the girls that I listed earlier, I'm going to send all those links to Kathleen and we'll either post them on social media or on her website or something like that. If you'd like to follow any of the amazing girls we talked about or their organizations. And like I said, this will, if you go to morphmom.com, you can find all this. And Lori mentioned, you're not seeing the chat today. Just so, just so you know, it's at Etra girls, E-T-R-E girls and mm -hmm. www.etragirls.com in case yep. someone's not seeing it on the chat. And again, it will all be on Morph Mom. Um, I can't thank our, my amazing team, our happier hour enough. I can't thank our amazing guest, Alana, enough tonight. I wish you had been around 40 years ago <laughs> when I was oh going through it. Or 30 <laughs> my daughter was going through all this. But thank God you're here for everyone going through it right now. You guys, thank you so much for having me. I love this panel. I had the best time. So thank you so much. Alana, you're amazing. Thank you're you. Amazing, thank you. Yeah. And everyone Thank out there, you. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday, our same time, same place, Wednesday, 5 o'clock for the happier hour. Again, send us questions, send us ideas. Um, I think the most important takeaway, at least I feel from today, is I absolutely love who do you want to be, not what do you want to mm -hmm. be. And leaving with that, who do you want to be? Do you want to be better? Do you want to help? What? Who can you be? I can't thank you enough for that because that's something I'm going to think about, I think, forever. So with that mantra, I don't even know what else to say, but thank you. And everyone. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. Cheers. See you next week, everybody.